Chapter 46 Ilse found herself back in the dark room once more. After pouting and muttering for a few minutes, someone dared to approach her room to deliver one thing she hated more than Rubens, a Yildirim uniform. As she examined her own clothing, she realized it was too frayed and torn to last the rest of the journey. Why do I even need this stuff? Ilse asked aloud. She was growing more confused about her predicament by the minute and didn't trust anything gifted to her by the general. She hastily put on a pair of trousers that bore no emblem, at least in the dark, a cotton work blouse, and a button-up vest, just in case the guards decided to barge in unaware before she was properly clothed. She braided her unruly hair into a small plate that ended just past her shoulders. In due time, the guards came once more and she was gruffly directed back on deck. One of them tried to grab her arms, but she easily struggled out of his grip and even struck a blow. He looked at her in anger, amazement, and then caution. He silently followed behind her as she led the way in a huff. She was not in the mood to allow them to drag her everywhere she needed to go. When Ilse was on deck and in the fresh air, the two soldiers darted into their places in front of her, and she was surrounded. They suddenly stopped in front of the shipmates, and they all gradually stopped their work as they looked to the soldiers. One soldier shoved Ilse so she was in front again with the stiff man who gave her the uniform she now wore. Shipmates! He bellowed. The workers completely stopped to give him their attention. This lass is your new shipmate. Show her what to do. No funny business. Get back to work! The guards left and Ilse stood looking around, unsure of what she heard. I'm doing what? She said icily. The stern man glared at her. I have strict orders to have you work or talk. I personally think you do enough talking, but obviously not enough for the captain, he said cynically and continued off. The men snickered, but kept to their work. They all suddenly ignored Ilse, and she felt like a fool. She decided to walk around, so full of anger and frustration she could feel her insides threatening to explode. She ventured to take a few steps towards the sailors as though entering a battle arena, just waiting for her first opponent. The men went about their business, and even bumped into her on purpose and laughed under their breath. Ilse blushed a bit. She then saw a fairly tanned young man, whistling while he was scrubbing the ground. He seemed roughly about her age, so Ilse decided to kneel next to him, and she grabbed a large brush and began to scrub. You'll have to scrub harder than that to get this gunk off, he said in a low, amused voice, not looking at her. Ilse looked at him sternly, and without a word, scrubbed even harder. He chuckled slightly. Ilse faced him again, narrowing her eyes at him, refusing to speak but still let a scowl escape her lips. Welcome aboard he said, looking at the ground as though he was talking to the wood planks. She still didn't answer him. All ran, always the gentleman, a giant man said, patting the young man's back, nearly sending his face into the planks. Maybe we'll get a little more help round here. She needs to put her wild energy to use, another called out, taking out the toothpick in his mouth. He wiped his brow with his sleeve. A large bell rang, and all the men left their duties and filed themselves down a flight of stairs. Ilse looked around and decided to follow them. She accidentally bumped into one, and she muttered a half-hearted apology before moving on. Ilse soon figured out that the men were off their duties for their evening meals. Ilse shifted uncomfortably along, ignoring catcalls and snide remarks. Under the main deck was a small area for the workers to eat. Lamps swung to the swaying of the ship and illuminated a few long benches quickly filling up with rowdy men. A brighter, larger lamp illuminated where the cooks lined up with their food. 
She held a small bowl tightly in her hands and soon discovered the specialty, flavorless soup. She went along, and one of the cooks took her bowl and filled it to the brim, then handed her a brown mug with a strong-smelling liquid. Ilse looked inside it and looked at the man. "'I don't drink ale,' she said quietly but coldly. "'Then don't!' he replied, and Ilse was shoved along. The tables were spread out, and the noise became louder as the crewmen found places to sit. She avoided unwanted stares and sat at the furthest table away from any of the crew. When she began eating the soup, she realized how hungry she was. She heard the sound of creaking wooden planks and realized that the young man she helped scrub the floor was standing right in front of her. "'This seat taken?' he said. Ilse didn't meet his gaze, but shook her head no, and he returned her frown with a smile and sat down. "'The name's Wren,' he said. "'I'm not friends with Yildirim's,' Ilse spat quietly. "'Good work, Wren. We got ourselves a good table.' No one really wants to sit by the girl, a red-headed man said with a grin, nodding to Ilse. No offense to you, miss. Without further consent, three other men sat down and began slurping and talking to each other. You gonna drink that? The large one said, gesturing to her undisturbed cup. Ilse furrowed her eyebrows and frowned as he still took the drink. We should probably introduce ourselves, Wren said, and pointed to the large man with a brown curly beard. This is bare. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. The large man held Ilse's drink up in a gesture of a toast and took a swig. Wren then gestured to the man with a toothpick in his mouth. He's Fox, Wren said. He sometimes steals some extra soup for us. Fox belched at the mention of his name. The last one, still silent, was leaning back in his chair. His dinner was finished and now he was napping, his cap tilted over his eyes. We call him Ape, Bear chortled. He looks like one, too, eh? Yeah, and Wren here is Wren, Fox grinned. Ilse rolled her eyes as if she would rather be having a conversation with her soup. Well, what's your name, lass? Bear asked. Ilse felt uncomfortable all of a sudden. Ilse looked around the table to find three sets of eyes looking at her, waiting for a response. She looked down at her soup and mixed the contents slowly with her dirty spoon, not looking at them. I don't know them anything, she thought. The others looked at her expectantly, and Fox grinned. Looks like someone's keeping a secret, he said, slurping his soup with gusto. If I were you, I would keep mum, Bear said. Then why do you keep asking me questions? Ilse asked quietly. Quick, Wren, Bear said, nudging him. Say something to get her to like us. What, you don't think you're charming enough on your own? Wren rolled his eyes. He reverted his attention to Ilse and said, this may sound weird coming from us, but being friends with the crew is probably your best move. Best move for what? Ilse said. It was like these mindless soldiers were actually trying to befriend her. It was then she noticed that not a single crew member was wearing a red amulet. She wasn't forced to wear one either. What kind of a ship is Rubens running here? I assume you're not staring at my chest because it's hairy, Wren said, as if reading her mind. Ilse blushed in reply. There's no need for mind control on this ship. We're the defects. Wait, Ilse said, putting her spoon down. You're rebels? Don't allow yourself to think that we enjoy being Yildirims, Wren said. I didn't ask anyone to make me scrub those decks. Many grumbles from the other men followed in agreement. Of course, many around here don't mind, in fact. A lot of these boys enlisted themselves to get some money out of this, Bear added. Fox nodded. 
course we don't blame you for being cross with us, Fox said. Rubens is as crazy as all get out. The boss ain't so benevolent neither. I don't like him that much. Can you use your Ilderim powers? Shock people? Ilse asked hesitantly. This here trip is specially designed to block any and all magic, Bear said. No lightning, no amulets, no whatever it is you can do. So what have you even heard about me? Ilse said, finishing up her soup. That you done pissed off the good captain, Bear grinned. Takes a special soul to do that. Oh, I could write a ballad on what I think of the good captain, Ilse muttered. I've already got a name for her, Bear said to Wren. What's you say to Cat? It's easier than enduring name-guessing games, Wren said, looking to Ilse. Call me whatever you like, Ilse said. Well, I can think of a few things I won't answer to. Cat it is, Bear said as his final word, raising his cup. The men roared with laughter once more. Wren grinned broadly. Ilse rolled her eyes, but she grinned as well. Now you're one of us, lass. It ain't that special, I know. But it's something to make you blend in a bit. It ain't a good idea to act out of the ordinary, Bear said, whether or not you're high on Reuben's list. Ilse looked around, and no one seemed to be overhearing their conversation. She thought, This is exactly the conversation I wouldn't want Reuben's to walk into. She sighed as she looked into her bowl, unsure how she ate the unusually colored contents. She retorted, I'm not who they want me to be, but no one seems to care. Wren looked at her, his brow furrowed. The others fell silent, except for the slurping and occasional belching. The conversation picked up again, but carefully sidestepped anything to do with Ilse. If anything, they talked about how long they'd been working on the decks and where they considered home. Ilse jumped at the sound of a clanging bell. Ape looked around lazily, being aroused from his small nap. Ape, get up, fool! Bear said, lifting him to his feet like a rag doll. This here is Cat. You don't be messing with Cat, and we're making sure neither does anyone else. Ape, still unaware of what was going on, waved his hand absentmindedly and filed out with the others. Wren looked at Ilse and smiled. Let's go, Cat. The grime and barnacles aren't about to come off themselves. <laughs>